0: me as my co-host Anthony and, and Mushu Anthony.
1: and Banjo is here as well
0: okay he wants uh, to be included okay, in this I don't this. know why we're talking I'm about sure him I'm sure Banjo
1: has a lot to say he's here he in the studio just,
0: but the, what does it matter well he wants to be included in this I well, feel like then teach him how to bark into the microphone
1: he maybe. talked to me last night and he told me that he feels like when he's here yeah, you don't give that him that enough appreciation
0: you're, you're using something that's making you hear him talk okay so that's probably what that is folks and, and here we we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into this um paranormal roundtable josh turner appear to podcast.com josh turner appear dot podcast.com right yep that's the uh the email address uh i realized that i hadn't said it <laughs> the last couple shows also check us out on on thursday nights uh we have a, a, an hour-long show that we drop thursday nights. so that's a good that's a we do that and it's a podcast episode that goes to all the different platforms but if you're not listening to us on youtube watching us on youtube you're missing out friday night we have a live stream and on that live stream we have a guest every friday and then on sunday we retell people's stories so that being said we also have several groups not the least of which is a paranormal roundtable group on facebook and then the wolf turner prt i forgot what it's called it's a a fan page, fan page that Phil Stern made. Phil Stern, uh, him and Chris Clough, Curtis Turner, they're always in there doing stuff, sometimes even making fun of me. It's whatever. But anyways, that, and then there's the uh, Holistic Healing and the Prayer Group, Paranormal Roundtable Prayer Group, and then Paranormal Lounge, which is Nelly's. And then in humanoids with Barton Nunley, and then Quad Coalition of Sciences with Nick Valenti. We're in all of those groups. um So go check it out. Go join, and there's a lot of stories to be uh, had there. In fact, that's how I get some of my stories. One of the stories I'm going to talk about tonight I actually got from a group that I'm in that's about cryptids and was talking to someone who saw something very odd when they found out that I was from Texas because this person was actually from Arkansas. When they they found out I was from Texas, they got me in touch with somebody and – that's where we're at. But before we start talking about that, let's talk about the Patreon real quick. We got a 10, 20, 30, 40, and $50 tier. Each tier gets you a better swag bag, uh, bottom line. $30 tier gets you an autographed book and a T-shirt, and then $40 tier gets you uh, one of my books and then someone else's autographed book of one of many different authors, Barton Nunley, Ken Gerhardt, Lyle Blackburn. The The list goes on and on, David Weddeley, Or you'll get... Um, one of their books and both of my books autographed and sent to you along with a shirt or a hoodie. And that is for the $50 tier. That being said, I'm eager to get started here, folks. I got a lot to talk about and we'll see what we can get crammed into in an hour. Um, first thing I wanted to say, though, we somebody asked about the giveaways. We are going to start those back up here in January. We're going to start uh, posting the link to the Paranormal Roundtable group and then you can leave a comment, and if you're chosen, then you'll win an autograph book. Those will be started <clears throat> as of, I think, th- this episode here, we're going to start dropping it. So we'll do that at least once a week, so you'll have a chance to uh, win an autograph book. So yeah, leave a comment. Uh, we're going to drop the link for the YouTube for uh, this show and, and every show from Tuesdays. So that being said, let me get started here. This story, like I said, is very interesting. I was on one of the groups, which I do a lot. I go into the groups on Facebook, and I read people's stories, and I talk to people, and I have met hundreds of people through these groups, and in fact, I was just talking to somebody earlier today, and they told me a story which sounds like Batsquatch, Uh don't know what I think about that. It was, it's in Tennessee. I have a lot of friends in that area, and I'm going to let them look into it and get back with me about it. But uh, Knoxville, yeah, pretty weird. But that's not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about today is Dogman, and pr- pr- predominantly going to focus on Dogman, but there might be a little bit of Bigfoot thrown in there. Uh, these stories here, they come out of one particular corridor, which I've been wanting to talk about for a while. And uh, it's Highway 71. Now, if you follow Highway 71 uh, and it it runs uh, through Bastrop, um, it, you, you can take it out of Austin and it runs through Bastrop and then it goes into Smithville and it keeps going. Then it goes to a town called LaGrange, which me and Anthony actually did a little investigating of a chupacabra sighting there and a thing called Beefhead Ditch, which was interesting to say the least. Then it goes into a town called Ellinger. Ellinger now, for me, is known for two things. One is the, one of the best Czech bakeries in the freaking world. Yeah. They have these Kobanishkis that are just out of this world and kolaches. If you don't know what those are, it's a Texas Czech thing. You're missing out. It's really good. But just north of Ellinger, there's a place called Fayetteville, and it's, right, it's, it's kind of northeast of Ellinger. What's interesting, if, if you look at a map, you take out a map, and you look at the city of LaGrange, and then it you you travel down 71, you end up in Ellinger, if you keep going, you end up in Columbus. Now, if you go just south of LaGrange, um, you end up in a city called Schulenburg. Now, it's interesting because in within this little triangle, which we're going to talk about tonight, I have fielded no no less than probably six reports in that little area. Well, this one was just, and I, I, I included in there because it was just north of, of Ellinger, between that and Fayetteville, which is on uh, Highway 159. Now, <clears throat> I started to notice a pattern. I was given a report back in 2019 of what may or may not have been a gugwe type creature, which I think I may have talked about on the show. And I, it, it wasn't a dog man per se, so I didn't really talk about it on that other show that I used to be on. And but this one was interesting. Um, what, what this woman gave me, and I'll start with this one, was just like I said, nor- northeast of Ellinger, and it they, they was out in the middle of nowhere. And they were driving through uh, the country on a county, on a little small county road and a gravel road. And it was about 11 o'clock at night, and she was going for a ride with her son because her and her her husband, who at the time was her boyfriend, had had a bad fight. They had a big argument, and it was about her son's behavior. And she says, well, he was correct. The son had gotten caught doing some things he wasn't supposed to be doing. Uh, I think we've all screwed up, but he was caught with, with alcohol, and he was too young to be drinking. And he had given it to one of his classmates, so he ended up suspended. So she was taking him for a ride and kind of talking to him and saying, look, you know this isn't correct. But his whole argument was, well, this guy's not my dad, right? So she's like, it doesn't matter. You did something wrong, and this is the guy who's the man of the house, and he's not going to put up with it, and blah, blah, blah. So she said, we were like totally engrossed in this conversation. And it got kind of heated, but it wasn't, you know, to the point of aggression. She's like, and then – out of nowhere, I hear this thud hit the side of my, my car. She's like, and I thought for a minute that it was Jacob. That's her son. Jacob had like banged his hand on the dash. And he's like, mom, mom. And then he, she turns and she looks and she sees this creature who she's like, to this day, I still, she's like, I cannot explain to you how this could be physically possible, but it was, had its hands on the side of the vehicle. And it's almost kind of funny to think about the, the way that this went down, because she said as she was driving down this gravel road, she looks to her right through her son's passenger window, and this creature is bent down looking in. And she said it had little short ears, which that's not really dogman-like, and the, the face had a little bit of a muzzle, not, not really, but sort of a muzzle. It wasn't flat, and the head was really big. And she said that it had these weird sunken in eyes and it was making this weird grunting noise. And she said that it had almost like yellowish looking fur, that it was almost like you could see it glowing in the, in the moonlight. And she said that it had the nastiest, gnarliest looking teeth, that it was really big fangs that if it were to bite you would probably bite you in half. And she said, it looked like it was probably eight and a half to nine feet tall, but it was leaned down and looking in their vehicle. And she's like, and we're going down this gravel road and we're going about 35, 40 miles an hour. She's like, and this thing was holding on to the car. And she's like, I don't even know how it was doing it unless it was like shuffling its feet side to side really fast, which made me kind of laugh, you know? And I said, look, I'm not laughing. She goes, oh, I know It, it sounds silly. She's like, but it really happened. And she's like, and this thing was like just keeping up with the vehicle and its feet were moving like it had, she goes, it had to be moving like a hundred miles an hour. It's feet, you know, to yeah. keep up with the vehicle, you know? And she's like, I, I just can't believe that this, this thing was able to, 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 to move sideways like that. And then I told her, I said, if it had feet, Now well, that is the question, mm-hmm. you know? And she said that she goes, I can't even remember what County road we were on. She's like, I just remember it was right Uh, right outside of Fayetteville in between there and Ellinger. And she said that she was driving along. And like she said that there was an argument that was taking place with her son and he was not having it. Um, And so she, she was like, we were way far off from where we actually live. They're not from Ellinger and they don't live in Ellinger. She's like, but we were just driving and we started driving and we just kept going. And she said that uh, when they saw this creature, it kept up with their vehicle, then it just let go after about two solid minutes of them just looking at it and screaming and freaking out. Her son was practically in her lap while she was trying to drive, and she was too scared to slow down because she thought the thing would come through the vehicle. She said it eventually let go and just kind of stood there, and while they just kept going. and she said, as I look back, she goes, I, "I caught a glimpse of its legs. they looked to be straight." The, the sun looked down, saw the legs, not when it wasn't moving and said that it did. They did look like straight legs, but they didn't get a look at the feet. She's like, it could have been hooves for all I know. Um, didn't look to see if it had a tail or anything. And then it just kind of turned really quick and was like gone into like a pasture. And they kept going for miles and then they ended up on another road and then they ended up on another road and eventually got back to where they were from. Uh, when they got home, They had a talk with the other son who was a little bit older and who was in a little bit uh, better position, like, I guess, with the potential stepdad or whatever. Um, They got along. The other son didn't. Uh, So then she's like, she's, we got home, but he was frantic. So she was worried about him telling the stepdad, hey, we just saw this creature running alongside our car. I don't know what it was. And he's going to go, yeah, right. You're crazy. And this is just more bull crap. She's like, so she's like, let me tell him. So when they sat down and they started to tell the story, her son says, oh, oh, he's like, she's like, he knew like about what this creature was. She said that one day, like before she could even finish the story, he's like, one day he's like, uh, one of our, one of my friends that goes to school with me. Uh, and this happened right outside of Schulenberg. And he said that it was right outside of Schulenburg, uh, south of there. They were driving around out in the country drinking, you know. Um, and he said that one of his friends – and she said that it was kind of suspicious that the way that that son was telling the story was almost like, hey, he was actually there. But he was trying to say that his friends were doing it, you know what I mean? Like they were out drinking, but he's a good kid, wasn't doing it. And she's like, and she goes, my husband, uh, you know, at the time he was the boyfriend whatever. She's like, he was always like really good with with that with that son. Didn't really like the other one. The other one, he was always kind of like getting on to him, said he was a crybaby and things like that. And so there was a lot of tension. But she said, I, you know, he was just kind of sitting there listening to him tell this story and believing him. And she kind of got mad. She's like, you know, if it was my other son, he would have just been like, yeah, right, whatever. And so she's like, that's why she had to tell the story. Um, but- she she told her other son later on when he, when he was out of earshot from the the stepdad she was like it sounds very suspicious it sounds like you were there when y'all saw this creature and he's like nope nope mom it was my friend you know and she said it was his friend Cody and his other friend and and this girlfriend of one of the other friends and said their names whatever And he's like, they just were very frantic when they told me this story. And we met up at an after party and they were telling us that this is what happened now. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner?
1: Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The,
0: the party that took place was somewhere near Weimar. If you look at a map, that's, that's a little bitty town in East Texas. Um, this is all west of Houston, south, uh, east of Austin area. It's in between uh, Austin and, and Houston, and they were at a party, and while they well, the, the friends were had been drinking or whatever, the day before, they saw this whatever creature, and they went to this after party the next day, because it was like a weekend, you know, whatever, and they were telling everybody about it. Well, one of the kids that was at that party, right outside of this little town, said, That they corroborated. They said, yes, I've seen something like that near Washington on the Brazos. Now look that up if you don't know what that is. It's in that same area. And he said that we were out there at the Washington on the Brazos State Park and we saw something down by the creek that looked like that. This thing had a small tail, kind of bushy, like small tail, like a bear. It had straight legs like a man. The eyes were red and it looked like it had black fur and it looked like it had a muzzle. Um, The ears were on the side of the head. They went straight up. They weren't real big. Um, And it looked to to this particular individual who was at this after party, um, it matched the description of this guy's friend, Cody, and the, the couple that he was with. All of them said the same thing, that this creature was black, Except for uh, the mother that told us this story, her and her son, what they saw, she said it looked almost yellow, but it was a similar creature and it looked identical up, up until the fur, the fur. And so I told her, I said, is there a chance that maybe when you saw it, it was by the light of the moon and it looked like a different color? Maybe it was just, you know, because these other two encounters were, you know, not that far apart, you know, 20 miles, whatever. And they saw something that looked black. And she's like, no, no. She's like, I'm positive. It was a yellowish looking creature. It had a yellowish glow to it. Uh, the creature down Washington, the Brazos, this is the first time I've heard of something we like over there. And I've also heard of Bigfoot and Dogman in different areas in that different park, whatever. I don't know them off the top of my head. I know that I think I retold the Dogman story from there once. Um, I'm almost positive, but there was a Bigfoot story that came out of there on Highway 71 where somebody had seen this thing like run right out in front of their vehicle. And this was right outside of Ellinger, right before you get to where that bakery's at, literally like a couple miles, you know, where we stop there sometimes at that bakery. We haven't in yeah. a while, but, and they saw a Bigfoot looked like it was carrying a fawn, a live one under its arm. And it was running across the road and they were like, they see the eyes of the deer chest level of this creature. Then they look up and they see this Bigfoot, a Sasquatch looking creature, the the absolute epitome of what you would expect one to look like. And that was right outside of Ellinger. And that one happened in 1999, I believe. And the two people that, that gave me that story, it was just a real quick, you know, like they just messaged me and said, Hey, this was what I saw. Um, now, this, the one that happened in Washington, Brazos was in 2005. The woman that gave me the story of what she saw, that story, that one happened in 2006. So it would have been a year later. The uh, other encounter that happened with the guy's uh, friend that, that happened outside of Schulenburg with a creature that I think looks Gugwe like. And I say Gugwe as in the way they described it was something like a cross between a Neanderthal. Literally, this is what they said: if you took a Neanderthal, a baboon, and a werewolf, and just put them in a blender, Gross. that's what it looked like. <laughs> Mixed it all together, poured it into a glass, and you have a big old tall gugwe That's protein well, <clears throat> right there. <laughs> but the the point is, is that they they all saw something that looked very similar. Now you have three sightings, all of them two thousand five, two thousand six. Um. Like if you were to take them all individually and throw the other two out, you would say, okay, that's an oddball thing that you just see one thing. It doesn't look like a Bigfoot. doesn't look like a dog, man. What is it? Well, consider this. Right outside of LaGrange in 1985, <laughs> there was a guy driving outside by the power plant, that, w- which is now the power plant area, um, 1995, I believe, actually. Sorry about that. He was driving uh, like through that area. He was going from Bastrop and he was headed to Columbus. He was heading down 71 in 1995, just past the power plant. He looks to his left and we've, we've actually filled in a report of a Bigfoot and a dogman, but this is a completely different one. Something that looked like a skinny, as he said, goblin faced creature with all the features of a dogman. But in the face, it had a big nose and looked kind of human like, a humanoid looking creature. But the skin was a weird bluish green. And he said that it ran right out in front of his vehicle. It was right there to his left. He sees it about 20 yards up and then it darts out in front of his truck so fast. And he sees it go across the road and he's there and he's with his son and his nephew. And they were actually going to a baseball tournament down in Columbus. This was in daylight. This was not at night. And they see this creature and they're like, whoa, what is that? And everybody kind of freaks out and they're looking at it and they're thinking this is, you know. So there was an argument and they just started calling it the chupacabra. And they didn't know what it was, but it was weird because it had the backward bent legs like a dog man would have. It had fur and everything about it except for the face. The face looked like some sort of troll goblin, human, whatever, something weird. Now that case right there was the earliest uh, sighting of what I call the goblin faced dog, man, because I don't have any other name for it or anything. These individuals opened up a treasure trove for me. And what they told me, they said when they were at Columbus uh, for the baseball tournament, when they got there, one of them said that the coach that from the opposing team, like he was somebody that they were ta- they were all in a, in a big you know fuss about it, whatever. That he had seen a bigfoot. Now, he had seen bigfoot in that area, no more, no less than three times. But he goes after we talked to him about it. He said it was it happened down near Eagle Lake. It was not this, this these sightings didn't happen at Columbus. It was at a place called Eagle Lake, and he said that he, at least three different times that he was hunting down that area, and he said that. He saw this thing that hopped around the ground. It came up out of the ground, and it looked like like what you would think a dog man would look like from the descriptions, everything, the, the fur, everything. But the face, the face was really weird. He said the face looked like it had pointy ears and these big, long, dangling earlobes. The face looked like the, the face of a haggard old man with a nose, like a weird goblin-type nose, and a protruding forehead. And then the back of the head kind of sloped backwards into like this weird bulbous looking, I don't know, skull. The, 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 the mouth looked kind of slack jawed. And the way that he described it, is he said that it almost looked like someone who was like mentally ill like mentally challenged, I guess you should say, yeah, not mentally ill. But he said that and th- this is the description that he gave. And now he called it Bigfoot because he didn't know what to call it. These other people that saw this thing outside of LaGrange, they were calling it uh, Chupacabra. They didn't know what it was. Um, but to me, I think that's the same creature. Now, this guy that told us the story, he was pretty adamant that this was the same thing. Um, what are your thoughts?
1: Is this something new? Like, is this something that we haven't experienced before, maybe? Or is this something, another form of the same? You know, that's the question,
2: I guess. The way they're reporting them, like, their appearances, it's like it's like they're deformed, which is, like, nothing new to us. Like, we, we've had stories of people... Reporting sightings of like dog man and and their their like their face looks like it's kind of like half rotted off and, and same thing with deer but this is something different. Yeah, this is more like it's almost genetic. like they're yeah it. It's almost like they're uh, rejects or something of like experimentation. Yeah, I mean either that or they're like they haven't perfected taking that form. Like if it's like if it's something like a like a skinwalker like like if it's something like a person. Who's trying to take this form as part of like an occult practice? Maybe it's someone who isn't doing something right, and they they just can't they can't get the they can't get the form right.
1: If it is something new, like how would you describe it? I mean, it's, it's so weird looking, and, and and it varies. It seems like you know you have some that have like this kind of more doggy-eared and and, and and more canine face, and then you have others that look like old men. So it's like, what, what
0: exactly is going on? Well, I can tell you this. There is another one that I got. But this one came out of Lamarck, Texas, and this is not in that same area. If you look at a map, it's not super far away, but it's not real close either. But Lamarck is in East Texas. They're known for having a very good football team almost every year. Uh, And it's interesting because I got one that was – I think they were about six months apart and they were from the same family, but it was two different cousins that saw this same creature near their property. And they were driving down the highway. And like I said, it was, I think just North of Lamarck, Texas. And they were with their aunt, both of these uh, cousins. This is their mother. They have their three, three women. They're all cousins um, are all sisters. Sorry. And these two were cousins and they were with a mutual aunt. And, they said the first time they saw it, the the, the the one cousin did not see it. He was in the back seat and they see this creature running along the road and it's holding a chicken and it looked like it was holding it and it had a hand. And everything just looked just like a, like a human hand with long claws and the chicken appeared to be unalived and it was, <laughs> let's say unalived, deceased, And it was holding it like by its wing. It was kind of lifting it up and kind of observing like the chicken and and not really paying attention to the vehicle. And then it looked up at them and then just come at the last second before they had to swerve, it dodged and jumped out of the road and into a ditch and was gone. This thing had a face that looked kind of human-like, but not really. And it it did have the same backward bent hawk legs, uh, like on its hocks, it, it runs on you know with the with the weird looking whatever,
2: yeah.
0: And then it it had the long skinny body with the skinny long arms. It was covered in fur. The face had no hair on it. And the, so the the cousin, he the next time that this whatever this creature was seen by the family, it was him and his girlfriend, and they were just driving to the store really quick. And it was right on, they they lived on the edge of town and they were driving through an area uh, near where they saw the first one. And again, they see it standing on the side of the road and they look and they're like, Ooh, what is that? And then he immediately knew he was like, he told his girlfriend, I'll call her Kay. Uh, he told her, he's like, I, this is, this has to be what my cousin and my aunt were, were yelling about that day. I was in the backseat looking down at my phone and didn't see what they saw. I looked up and just saw something moving into the brush. And so he was convinced that he had seen this creature. Now, both of them told me the same thing through messages we got from them. I was told, this is what I was told. I I asked the question, I said, can you give me any kind of like picture, draw, anything that can show me what this thing looked like? The one cousin said, "I'll, I'll send you a picture of what I think it looks like. He sent me this picture of this thing called a blobfish. You ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah they're yeah, hideous. And it, it's weird looking. It looks like a little old man or like like a Ziggy cartoon or something.
2: Yeah, like a like a toothless old man with a big fat nose.
0: Nose. And, and he said, he goes, that is not identical to what I saw for the face. He's like, but it's pretty close. So when he showed his cousin that had originally seen it, he said, hey, does this kind of look like what you saw? Because this is what I think me and my girlfriend saw. And his cousin said, yes that's kind of what i saw so when you take these weird uh, encounters um and that's not the only one now here here's another one that's really weird in that same area um and and it goes this one was this one was hallettsville which is south of Schulenburg. Schulenburg. so it was in it was on highway 77 in between hallettsville and Schulenburg. and some people were driving and they were going to uh thanksgiving And they were coming from Southeast Texas, and they were heading up to Schulenburg to to see family or whatever. And they saw something on the side of the road that looked like in the face, it looked just like a normal man. It wasn't a blobfish face. It wasn't a goblin face creature. And there again, it did have the body and shape of a wolf, werewolf-like creature, like you would think of as a werewolf. But this one was was even weirder because the, the, the human-like face, there was like hair all the way up to where the chin was, and then there was nothing on the face. It just looked like a man. And it, it, he had the look of like a surprised, as they, they said it, farmer that had just wandered out onto the road, but yet he was covered in fur, and he had really long, skinny arms. And then his where his hands... It was like they didn't end. the 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 fingers were so long, and then they realized that part of the fingers, what they thought were really, really long fingers, were actually part of the claws or nails, and they. hung down all the way to its knees. And they said that this thing had like Edward Scissorhand fingers and it looked like it could have sawed up anything. But when they drove by it and they looked at it, they made eye contact. Two of the people that saw it made eye contact with it. It was the night before, it was uh, Tuesday before Thanksgiving, the night in the evening. And they saw this creature standing there and this was in 1987. And when they saw it, the, the only thing they could think of was that the, the, the face, it just looked like a very docile person. But the 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 claws on this thing and the feet, the, the way that the feet looked, it just looked demonic. But it looked like a man's face. Like it just... Now, here's here's food for thought. I thought about this when I read some of these reports and, and a couple of the people that told these reports to me. I kept thinking something. I think, you know, what if like this creature looking like a a confused farmer, as they said, what if that is just like a ploy to, to, to lure people in and maybe that is not even its real face. Maybe the actual, you know what I mean? To like look harmless and then be able to pounce on somebody. Like maybe if it cloaks itself in certain ways and just presents that face as like, Oh, I'm just a, I'm a human.
2: Yeah. I don't I mean, maybe I'm reaching, I don't know. It's either like a person shapeshifting or maybe like some kind of chimera something that that was made. I mean, because I just don't know how else, how else to explain like the bizarre appearance of these things, like it, because they're not like dogmen, werewolves, they're not bigfoot, they're just like something in between. And I wonder how intelligent these creatures are.
0: yeah.
1: I mean, there's the, another question. Because, right? mm-hmm, like, does it have – does their face have anything to do with their intelligence or is it actually, as you say, like a ploy? <laughs> but I guess, like, if they're smart creatures, there have to be stupid ones too, right? Maybe this is some of the stupid ones that wandered over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there, there's an area right there on a on a road. It's I think it's – it's like a – it's, it's a it's a sand plant. It's called Mullins Sand Plant, and then there's a place called Mullins Prairie. If you look at a map, you'll see what I'm talking about. And right there on, I guess it would be Highway 155, there was a report that I got. Somebody was driving through that area, and this is actually the the very close uh, friend of one of the people who, the, the, the two brothers that, that I talked about at the very beginning of the show with their mother. One of them, the guy's name was Cody, he had an, an, a friend of his that had an encounter in that area when they were driving around 155 and they were doing something they weren't supposed to be doing. They pulled over and they were shooting, <laughs> which seems to be a Texas pastime, they were shooting a gun at a street sign or like, a you know, the county road signs. Yeah, or as you do. Yeah. And so they were out and they were shooting and they see something go running through the pasture to the right of their vehicle, and they're like, get in the car, get in the car. And so they got freaked out. This happened in 1996, so, or 1997, actually. So this would have been years before. So this was like the brother of one of these young guys, that was his older brother, who was about 10 years older than him. And he said, he's like, I'll never forget it, he goes, as long as I live. He goes, I was a senior in high school, we were out shooting our guns and messing around, and we see this thing go running through a pasture. When they look to the right of this, now, this is important, and the reason I think this, this encounter, even though it doesn't match the descriptions of these other creatures, because it's in that same area. And if you look at LaGrange going down to Schulenberg, Schulenberg going through Weimer, then Borden, then it goes to Columbus. And then if you were to go back up to Ellinger, back up through there on 71, back up to LaGrange, take a look at the map, folks. It makes a triangle. It makes a triangle. And if you if you were to look at the area where this happened back in 1997, this Mullins Prairie 155, whatever, you'll see what I'm talking about. Like it is in the middle of this triangle. And then if you go further south, there's like uh, St. Wenceslas, uh, I don't know how you say it, Wenceslas Catholic Church, I don't know. Uh, There's like a a church, like an old church there. But anyway, off of 155, they were out running around and they see this thing run along the, the side of their vehicle, like very quickly to the right of it. And they had gotten out to discharge their firearms and this thing appeared. But they said it, it moved very, very quickly. They could, they could almost not make it out like it was a blur. But then when it would run, something interesting would happen. It would, it would stop abruptly and then move again really fast at full speed, then stop. When it stopped, they were able to catch quick glimpses of this thing. Uh, three people in the vehicle, two of them saw clearly that it looked like a wolf. Now, it was never on, 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 all, on two legs. It was always on, on all fours. But – the fact that it looked wolf-like and that it had like a ridge on its back, and it was large. And the one uh, guy he claimed uh, what he told this this friend of the people that that gave us the original story. He claimed that it looked like. Have you ever seen the American Werewolf in London? He yeah. Asked. He, well, no, I'm not asking, but he asked that question to one of the kids, you know, that, that was younger. And unfortunately. Cody, the kid that, that had had the encounter south of Schillenberg, he hadn't because he's young. You know, so he was like, I had never seen the movie. So he told his friend, he goes, they went and they rented it. They watched it or whatever. They watched the video and they, they were like, holy crap. So he said it kind of looked like the American werewolf in London, but skinnier and like lankier. And it moved really, really fast, but it never got up on its hind legs. And they said it was probably close to the size of their vehicle. And their vehicle was, I believe, a Toyota Celica. So if I read that correctly. But, um, yeah, that's an interesting story. Now, you take that one. You take the ones we've gotten uh, from the state park in that area. You take the Washington and the Brazos, which is where the Texas uh, Declaration of Independence was signed. The Texas Constitution was drafted because we were our own country for 11 years. So if you take those, and then there's another one out of a place called Ammonsville. Now, if you look at the map, Ammonsville is just, I guess there's a place called, let's see here, Swiss Alp. Ammonsville would have been near William, like I guess just south of Williams Creek Cemetery, um, which is also just kind of uh west of Mullins Prairie, where this creature was was seen. Now, I have this story out of Ammonsville. This was told to me when, when the, the the two guys that we talked about earlier that had seen um, the weird creature that that had the the goblin blobfish face or whatever that thing is it looked like a, but a werewolf body. Um, they're like, hey, one of our friends saw something near this place called Ammonsville. It's just a little spot on the road, and there's there's hardly any, anybody living there. It's just a really tiny spot, but they were out running around in that area, and he was telling us that he had a girlfriend, the guy that he was telling us about, who he was trying to impress. So he was driving her around out in the country, and they passed through this spot, and it was a kind of a creepy place, and they kind of pulled off to the side of the road, and they started kissing or whatever. They hear something like what sounds like fingers wrap on the, the hood of the vehicle. They stop what they're doing. They look, and they're like off on the side on this county road, right? Right. They look and they see there was like this supposedly an abandoned farm house right there or whatever. This was like in 2001. Um, and there was this old house there. And supposedly it's haunted or whatever. There was people that used to live there, but they, they died or something. I don't know the whole. They didn't give me the whole story. It was like an urban legend. But they hear this, what sounds like fingers rapping on the hood of the vehicle. His girlfriends, or well, what he hopes to be his girlfriend, stops and she's like, uh, she's like, I hear something. She's like, and he, he heard it too, but he was like trying to ignore it. Right. And then she, she's like, well, no, I heard something. I know I heard something on the hood. And he's like, there's nobody out here. She's like, yeah, exactly. There's nobody out here, but I heard something. Then he hears it again. And then they look at the end of their, of his vehicle and his car. And he was driving a really, really big old car. Uh, uh, like, I think he said, it was like an Oldsmobile. Like it was his grandmother's car, literally. And he's like, dude, I'm a teenager and I'm out here in the middle of nowhere and with this girl, she becomes frantic and starts screaming. And then he's like, dude, she like swings at me, like, like getting all frantic. He's like, she smacks me like once or twice and starts to open the door. And then she thinks better of it and closes the door and tells me to start driving and starts slapping my arm because I'm not getting, you know, the vehicle in gear fast enough. He's like, and that's when I see it. He's like, I see this, what looks like a hand coming over the top of the hood. And then it's like, it's moving. The hand is moving back and forth. And I stopped him at that point And I said, you mean like the thing, like from like the Adams family? And he's like, no, there was something attached to this hand. He's like, and then he goes, I see this thing that I can only describe. And this is what he said. He said, years later, I was like watching the Lord of the Rings movies. And he goes, and I was, I never went to see them in the theater or anything like that. He's like, but it looked like Gollum, but it was covered in fur. Gross. And he goes, and this thing popped up, and it jumped up onto the top of the hood. He's like, and I I, I kid you not, he goes, in the face, it looked like a baby. Like it had a baby-like face, but it was like covered in fur, and it had these really big teeth. And the eyes were humongous, and it had these weird pointy ears like an elf. But it looked like it was enraged. And when it jumped onto the the hood, he goes. We started to drive. It rolled over the the, the windshield and then fell off the vehicle. He's like, and then on the passenger side, as we're driving away, it begins to hop and run alongside the vehicle. The, the the he's like the thing I remember about it the most though. He told me this. He said I talked to this guy. I talked to this guy. Um, he got they, they got me in touch with this guy. And like I will I will say this, he admitted too that he had been through a substance abuse program, that like he had problems, right? But the story that he gave uh, this guy Cody, and ultimately it ended up with me because you know the, the people gave me the information to talk to this guy. He did tell me from the very beginning, he said, look, I've been in rehab. I've been in a halfway house. He's like, I've had drug problems. I've had booze problems. He's like, that night, he goes, I might've had two beers at the most. He goes, I was not drunk. I was not high. Okay. So he was very honest about this. He goes, but this, he goes, I've taken drugs that made me hallucinate. He's like this, I was sober. And the girl that I was with was completely stone cold sober. He's like, and I'm telling you the absolute truth. He calls me Mr. Wolf. He said, Mr. Wolf, I'm going to tell you the absolute truth. He's like, that thing had dog legs. It had a human face. The body was weird. It was kind of furry. You know, like like fur on it. The face had some hair on it, too. Like, it had facial hair, almost like a beard. But it looked like a baby in the face. But it was like Gollum, like he said, but with backward bent legs. Like the, you know, the werewolf-looking legs. Yeah. You know, he didn't say werewolf legs, but I did. And so I asked him that. I said, could this have been? And this was the the, the million-dollar question I asked this kid. Well, he's not a kid anymore, but I asked this guy. I said, could this have been, you know, a werewolf, something in mid transformation. And I wanted to know. And he told me, he says, I, you know, it didn't, if it, to me, it looked like it was done changing into whatever it was going to be. He's like, I didn't see a change into doing anything else other than looking like Gollum in the face and running like a wolf-like creature running, you know, with the backward bent legs. So after I talked to him, he, and this is the good thing about when you when you talk to these people or you message them, whatever, he said, I got another one. You know, I got another, a friend of mine, and this was near a place called Rudersville. And this was just that Rudersville is northeast of LaGrange. Now, he said that th- this was a very brief encounter, but there again, another furry creature with a very odd appearance. Somebody was driving along this highway, and this is a story that was told to him, so it was a friend of his and You go down the rabbit hole and you talk to all these different people uh, and then it gets really weird, right so this was uh highway two thirty seven If you keep going from Ruddersville, it goes into Warrington, then it goes to Round Top, and then it just keeps on going and goes all the way up to Burton. And then it kind of loops back around. It goes into a town called Berlin and then to Brenham, which is all these German communities. Um, Now, in between there, there's another town called Shelby. It's a little spot on the road. Probably has five people that live there. But that's interesting. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Right now, Ruttersville, it was in between Ruttersville and Warrington, and it was on that highway where they were driving, and it was literally New Year's Eve, and it was about to be uh, midnight, and everybody in the car was coming back from hanging out at a party in LaGrange, and they were heading home. Uh, out in the, they lived out in the country, and everybody, now I will be honest, this person said they had had a little bit of champagne. They were driving. That's not correct, folks. Don't drink and drive. But they said they were not drunk all right? This person said, he goes, dude, everybody was like, oh, happy new year. We had to leave because his sister had gotten really sloshed and she was in the back seat and she was not doing well. Mm -hmm. So they ended up having celebrating New Year's of 19, I think he said 1997 in the vehicle, you know, and and going into the new year, you know, and they were driving. He says, I was kind of aggravated by that. He goes, but he's like, I got to see something really cool. Well, to him, it was cool. To some of the people that were in the vehicle with him, probably not. Two of the people freaked out and had nightmares about it. But he said that this thing that he saw, I get this, looked like if you took the, the, the body of a man, the backward bent legs of like a cat or a dog, the upper body was like very, like the chest was pushed out, kind of pronounced. And he said it was spotted, kind of like you would see like a cat. And the head looked cat-like and the top of the head. And I asked him, I said, you know, cat-like how? And he goes, have you ever heard of a lynx? I said, yeah, of course I have. he says, something like that or maybe like a bobcat. And it had these weird looking like claws and it was just kind of standing there observing us as we drove by. And I said, have you heard of anything like else? Um, You know, this cat-like creature, have you heard of anybody saying anything like that? Now, you gotta remember, this is a story that was given to me by the guy that saw the uh, Gollum dogman looking thing. And this is being repeated to him, right? A friend. So this is secondhand. So, you know, he, the, the guy tells me, he says, have you, have you ever heard of a lynx? I said, yeah. And he said, well, this person said that they saw what looked like a bobcat or lynx type head on a being, like a person. And he said that it was really cool That he thought it was really cool that he got to see this. And he was, even though he was aggravated with his sister who threw up in the backseat of his car (laughs) and they had to celebrate New Year's on the road. And he said, my friend, he goes, my friend, this is a guy he knows. He's like, he wouldn't lie to me. He's like, he would not lie to me. And he goes, and he never told me this story until I told him what I saw. And we were just kind of, you know, and and I'll be honest. He said that they were on the porch and they were lighting one up (laughs) and they started talking (laughs) And he said, my friend told me, you know, after I told him what I saw that night with, with, that, with the girl that I was with, um, and he's like, oh, my gosh. He's like, I saw something sort of similar to that but a little different. It, you know, it was cat-like, and then he proceeded to tell him the whole story, and then he repeated it to me verbatim. But there again, though, it is a secondhand story, and you don't really know. But if you stop and you look at all these different encounters that are happening in this area. Now, we'll go into the one in Shelby. This one, to me, was a classic Bigfoot, and it was two people that were riding around on ATVs, and they were right outside of an area of Shelby, which, if you look at a map, if you go uh, east of Warrington, which would have been just north of Ruddersville, like I said, Ruddersville is just northeast of LaGrange, there again, that same area. So I had this one. It was right outside of Shelby, and it involved the same thing. This thing, they described it as a large groundhog with like a human-like face. I know that sounds really weird, and it's really hard to wrap your mind around, but they were driving, they were riding around on ATVs, and there were two two friends, and they were like doing something pretty dangerous, you know, like zigzagging, in, you know, in between each other's pattern, you know, which was kind of, it's kind of dangerous. You could flip and you could be hurt. Um, just saying that, I have to say that. But you know, I'm not here to judge their their behavior. I mean, they were teenagers when this happened, which they're now in their 30s. And he couldn't give me an exact year of when this happened. But I did when I read this story. He's like, he's like, um, this happened like you know years ago. He didn't tell me what year. So anyway, something crawled out of what looked like a giant hole, and it had the animalistic body of like a four legged being. But it, the face, in the face, they said that it looked like a cross between a groundhog or a gopher and a human. Yeah, and it was really weird. And it was crawling around on the ground. And then it went from one hole to another. And him and his friend both observed this. A uh, guy's name was Stefan, His friend's name was Art. And they were riding around on four-wheelers out there, you know, misbehaving, doing whatever. And just an odd uh, story You know, like this has been sitting in a file like a one-off for a long time until I started looking into cryptids, East Texas. That's all it was. I just put a bunch of stuff into East Texas. And these are the things I got. And I started noticing a pattern. And maybe I'm reaching. I don't know. But I do feel like this area is inundated with sightings of something of a bizarre nature. Now, you remember when we were in LaGrange and we got the story of the chupacabra in Beefhead Ditch? Now, that chupacabra could have been anything you know the people there think that it looks like a, a goblin type thing that hops around whatever I mean it could be anything. Um, these people, when they described this to me, well, the one guy it, it, he described it as a chupacabra, but when he said that, I said, "Do you really know what a chupacabra looks like?" So I sent him a picture straight off a Google search, just chupacabra. Yeah. Two different pictures. One was the dog-like creature that we hear about so much here in Texas, and then there's the one from Mexico that goes from Mexico, Puerto Rico, Cuba, Dominican Republic, and all over Guatemala, these different Latin American countries. Um, and we get sightings of them up here in Texas, too. Looks like a reptilian with the spikes on its back. Now, Anthony, you remember when we went to go see Aquaman 2 the other night? Yeah, yeah. We met a guy, and I'm going to bring him on the show. I got his information. He works there as a waiter at the movie house eatery. Um, and I come out of the restroom, and the, the movie's over, and you and Nellie were standing there talking to these people. Um, they were a waiter and a waitress. And we started talking um, about the case that I covered years ago, I think in 2016. Um, was when it happened, the guy was taking the trash out in the back, and him and a female coworker saw what they thought was a werewolf right there at that yeah. at that movie house eatery. Movie is it called Movie House and Eatery?
2: Yeah, I think it's called Movie House and Eatery. Yeah, but yeah, the guy saw the dog man like right behind it.
0: Yeah, right behind it. So the guy, um, I can't remember his name. The guy gave us his information, gave us his phone number, and claims to have shot. Right outside of Rockdale, which is in East Texas too, Mm -hmm. it's kind of the 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 entrance, the gateway to the East, as they call it. And so he claims to have shot this chupacabra, as he called it, on all fours. But it had spiky looking protrusions on its back. It was very weird looking, and it didn't do anything. And he shot it with a very high caliber rifle. Said he's willing to come on the show and talk about it. Well. Very odd because these people over here that they were riding around in Shelby or outside of Shelby. They weren't in the the towns no bigger than a minute. And they were riding around out there years ago, as they said, and they saw this gopher man like looking creature. But if you take those accounts, all these different accounts together and take it, you know, and look at them, you see a
1: pattern. I think it speaks to a bigger picture. Yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, and the fact that this thing came out from under the ground makes me think, what if these things are all part of the same species and they live underground? they are some sort of humanoid, or as Barton Nunley would call it, inhumanoid yeah. with a human type face. Now, this isn't the all of the, the stories we've gotten of dog man with a human type face. I've been looking into this for a while. It's a very weird phenomenon. And a lot of dog man researchers, I'm going to tell you the truth, they don't want to talk about this. I talked to a couple of different people and I'm not going to mention names, but they were just kind of like scoffed and laughed at it. Uh, one person had said that he'd heard something like that right north of San Antonio, but he didn't think anything of it. And I'm thinking, well.
1: It's something.
0: Yeah. They don't have podcasts or anything, so it's not important. But I mean, the thing is, I'm not saying they're not important because they don't have podcasts, but it's not like they're out there making fun. Yeah. But I'm going to be real honest. I, I don't wear my feelings on my sleeve, but I kind of felt like- one of them I consider to be a friend. The other one is kind of an acquaintance. But I was kind of like, dude, really? You're going to kind of laugh at me when I'm telling you the, the, the about these encounters? Now, one of them, I actually gave him the information to one of these individuals, a guy named Daniel. And he talked to them and was like, okay, so maybe this is something. Now, I'll tell you Daniel's encounter. Daniel's encounter very interesting. And I think that this one kind of brings it home for me because this one happened right outside of Columbus. If you go and look at the map, of course, like I said, it's going to be to the southeast of LaGrange. That, that area right there outside of Columbus, really pretty area. Um, he was out on a motorbike one day and he had something that looked like a giant Bigfoot came and like, listen to this. It came out of a big black round hole. And he said that it was just this big, dark hole. And he says, and I tried to avoid it. I was riding around in my my cousin's uh, pasture. And I was using his motorbike. And he goes, and, and this happened, I believe, in 2002, he said. Or I'm sorry, 2012. And he said, we, I was driving around, and I see this black spot, and I just kind of move around it. He goes, and I thought it was a shadow. And then I thought, man, this looks like a hole. He's like, so I drove around it a couple more times, and I was having too much fun. And then I decided I was going to slow down and take a really good look at it. He goes, and I was about 30 yards from it. So I started kind of walking my bike toward it, you know, he's like, and I didn't want to get too close because if it was a hole and, you know, I didn't want to fall in it. And he sees this thing, head, shoulders pop up, look around, put its arms out onto the, to the, to the ground and pull itself up out of this hole. And he said, this thing, when it popped up out of the hole and stood upright, it kind of stretched like it was stretching its back and heaving its chest. He goes, and then it looked at me and it was like looking at me like the noise from the motorbike he thinks was disturbing it. It came up out of the ground, but it gets weirder. And he says that this thing, the very conical Bigfoot-like head, the face completely hairless, looked like a person with a severe deformity underbite kind of thing. But he didn't think it was actually deformed, it just was shaped that way. The ears were elf-like on the side of its head, and it had fur on the rest of its body, and its arms and legs were big big, and thick and, and massive, and it had huge claws. And he said that this thing was like scratching its chest and kind of just observing him and then started just running toward him really fast. So he just booked it as fast as he could. He said, I I took a left and just took off through across the pasture. And I could, I look back and I could see this thing's keeping up with me and it's actually gaining ground on me and I'm going as fast as I can go. And he said that this bike, he had it and he was probably going 60, 70 miles an hour. He said, this thing was modified. It was very fast. I could go very, very fast on it. Faster than like, you know, a normal bike. He's like, and then, but like a lot of things, when you mess with it and you modify it and mess with it, it's, (laughs) he said that it started, the engine started to clink out. And then he thought, am I out of gas? He's like, and then he got real close. He could almost see the, the house. And he goes, I had to go through up to this spot where I had to open, I had to stop, get out open up an old rickety fence. And he's like, and at that point, I had to make a judgment call. He goes, and so I just drove right up to the edge of the fence. I slowed down. He's like, I dropped the bike. I just, he goes, I didn't think I could actually clear it, but I jumped over the fence. He's like... Never done that before in my life because when I was in high school, I tried to jump a hurdle and I fell and broke my my forearm. And he's like, but this, he goes, with this motivation behind me, he goes, I jump. He goes, and I'm running across the field. He goes, and it's about a good 80 yards, you know? And he's like, and I get about halfway and I look back and there's nothing there. He goes, and then I get to my cousin. He's like, and I tell my cousin and I said, Hey, you got to come out here. You got to see this. There's this hole out there on your property. Uh, but it's actually not his property. It was a neighbor's property. He didn't know that. Um, so anyway, he says, Where were you at? He says, I'm out on the other side of the of the fence. He goes, That's not our property. He's like, You're not supposed to be over there. That's the neighbors, and that neighbor is like a purple post guy. Yeah. Right? He goes, Well, let's let's not drive the bike over there. He goes, No, let's let's get in the truck and drive over there and keep the windows up. And he's like, and we need guns. And he's like, we got to do all this. And he's like, no, we don't. And I'm not going to drive over there onto my neighbor's property. I'm going to walk. So he tells him, he's like, well, I'm not walking with you. If you want to go and be killed by this man beast, then go ahead. And so his cousin laughed at him. He says, come on, man. He's like, there's nothing there. Okay. Okay. He's like, he's like, I, I, I think I know what you're talking about. He goes, if, if it is what you're talking about, it's just a small dip in the ground where the shadow from when the sun is going down just makes it look dark. He's like, I think I've seen it before. He's like, and I've walked that property back before the new owners had taken it over about 10 years before. And he's like, but literally it had been that long since his cousin had been over there because like he said, these people are, you know, so what he did was he got in the truck they drove around to the other side, went up to their farmhouse, knocked on the door. The owner came out – well, the owner's son anyway came out and he's about their age and he said, "What what's going on? What can I do you for? And he says, well, my cousin was – unfortunately didn't know and he was driving on your property. He goes, "Oh, that's not good and good thing my dad wasn't here, um, Purple Post and all that. So he says, can we go walk on your property to the back and take a look? And he says, well, you're already there. Why not? So they all just, he puts on his boots and they go walking out there to the back. He takes them right there to where the the big black hole was supposedly at. There's nothing there. It's just like his cousin said, there was an indention that looks like there could be a shadow that would be there, you know, but that's it. It's just kind of like a dip. And he's like, dude, I know what I saw. I'm not crazy. He's like, I mean, I might've been young, but he goes, this really happened? He goes, I mean, I was 15 years old. I was a kid. I know. He's like, my cousin was, you know, a lot older than me. The neighbor was a lot older than me. And they just chalked it up to, oh, he's just a kid. And he saw some, you know, he saw a boogeyman, whatever. He said about two months go by. He's like, and I'm out there at that property again. He goes, and I got a 22 and I'm out there and I'm shooting at snakes. (laughs) Something I used to do. And so we started talking about it and this younger kid comes up to him and he said, he's probably about 13, you know, and, and he's with this girl, this, this, are two kids, you know, the girl, he's like seemed old shy and reserved. She didn't come up. They didn't talk. He said, but the, the other kid did. And he said, Hey, he said, are you the guy that saw the, the, the monster? And he said, well, yeah, I guess. And he said, well, he goes, I think I have seen it too. And he's like, well, where? He goes, right over there, right over there where you claimed you saw it come out of the ground. He said, I saw something like that that looked like it was laying down, but it was actually jumping into a hole. And when I went, as it as it kind of slid and fell into the hole, he's like, it jumped and then it kind of like crawled, slid and fell. You know, he was describing it to him and he said, and then he goes, I walk over there to where the hole should have been. There wasn't nothing there. And he goes, who are you? And he goes, well, he goes, I'm, you know, that's my dad. You know, my dad, you were talking to my dad the other day, you know, and he goes, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, uh, well, I just thought I'd tell you, you know, because this is my grandpa's land. You know, my mom and dad are going through a divorce and my dad's living here. So we're here part time. I guess that's, and this, this is my sister. Didn't say her name or anything like that. And the guy said, oh, wow. Okay. He's like, so in conclusion, there's this. A hole that opens up and this guy sees this Bigfoot type creature, which he describes to him to a T exactly what he saw. So what is that? Obviously this hole is some sort of portal or dimensional something or another because it's not always there.
2: I mean, I wouldn't even know what to call these things. Like I'm, I'm actually going to have a hard time finding a title for this one. Cause it's like, you can't call it dog, man. You can't call it Bigfoot. I mean, I don't know what to even call these. Like, it's like they're these patchwork humanoids or something. But I have a thought: what if there's a lab somewhere out there in in East Texas? Because that's what I was thinking as well. Because uh, whenever we had Eric Palacios on the show, I remember him saying something about uh, UT had like some
0: maybe (laughs) interference
2: But I remember him. Are you done? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. It was an amber alert. Like I said, I <laughs> I can't remember where he said it was, but I remember him saying that UT had like some lab somewhere that was not in Austin, that that they that was not uh, a matter of public record, like it's There's not on the books. Supposed to be a few of them. Yeah, and I think he said it was somewhere in East Texas, and independent of him, I've also heard that Uh, Deep underneath the UT campus itself here in Austin, that there is a Chimera Lab.
0: Yeah, I've also heard near Matagorda. Mm -hmm. If you go to you look on the map to Matagorda Bay, Uh supposedly there's all these like weird dog-like creatures running around out there. Um, So, folks, we'll we'll continue this discussion because it gets a lot deeper and it's not over. Believe me, folks, it gets weird. Okay. So we'll come back. We'll do a part two of this at some point, and we'll continue this because pouring over these reports, I got about forty of them, um, and I'm not. And there's they're in clumps, different places, but in different areas. But consider this: that is a triangle. Yeah. You know, and inside the triangle, and outside the triangle, and there's a bunch of weird stuff. Um, just weird. I mean, it's just really weird. Yeah. So take a look at the map. You'll see what I'm talking about. Now. I did kind of jump around and, and talk about a lot of the different encounters to give you a feel for what we were dealing with here. Uh, I think it's. I think we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of weird stuff coming out in, in the coming years. But uh, folks, stick with us, Paranormal Roundtable. Thank you for tuning in to our weird Dog Man episode. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it. Weird something man episode. Yeah, weird something man episode of whatever that is. But uh, thank you for tuning in. For my co-hosts, Anthony and Tony, and everybody out there in YouTube land, good night.